What is up, kangaroo chasers? <laughs> on this one, <laughs> big T's already laughing, and he and I chat about the year that was and the year that will be. I'm Michael Carboni. This is episode 95 of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. You heard him laughing in the background. Big T is back, mate. Happy New Year. And to you, sir. Look, I've just been wandering the uh, beautiful streets of Balmain. Let me take off my Balmain Tigers face mask for a moment so I can talk to you clearly. I've got into the um, Jazz Tavanga, the Darren Centre of Excellence Studios, to talk to you um, and to, to relish in the year that was. What a fantastically bizarre year. I mean, a great year for rugby league, essentially. Terrible year for everyone else. I'm not going to go into the whole entire year, but I kind of weirdly enjoyed the rugby league weird year. Am I? Is that a weird thing to say? No, it's been an interesting one. I think we had more time to focus on rugby league, I suppose. And it's yes. been, it was a crazy year. It was hard, to, like you know, a lot in terms of international rugby league, a lot didn't happen that yep. should have. And uh, but yeah, there were so many storylines, and we're going to talk about that tonight. But I'm going to I'm going to start by saying a big thank you, first of all, to Ash Barco from Barco Studios and Ricky Cancino. Uh, Chile Rugby League's number one fan. Uh, they actually recorded, and you haven't heard this yet, Big T, but the listeners will have yeah. the new theme song, the new theme song for 2021. I love it. I, I was there when they were producing it and recording, and like we had so much fun in the studio uh, out at Perrywood in Sydney's West. And, um, yeah, just really cool, and I can't wait for you to hear it, Big T, and I uh, hope you like it, mate. Well, I'm an avid follower of um, Chasing Kangaroos on all the socials. <laughs> Insta, Facey, and uh, and Twitter. And so I obviously saw the behind the scenes of you guys having a big laugh and, and having some fun doing it. So I've heard some sneak peeks, uh, and I can't wait to listen back to it when this episode comes out. Well, if you're not an avid follower yet, like Big T, at Chasing Ruse on Instagram and Facebook, you can get me at Chasing Ruse Pod on Twitter. Get Big T at The Biggest Tiger on Twitter as well. And before we do get started with this special first episode for 2021, we do need to shout out as well to some awesome kangaroo chasers, Paul and Sarah Arendale, uh, who reached out a couple of days ago. They want, they've got six spare Steedon rugby league balls, and uh, they reached out because they wanted to send them to a developing nation that needed them. So um, they're on their way to El Salvador as oh. we speak. And, uh, yeah, so big thank you to Paul and Sarah, some awesome ch- kangaroo chasers out there. So, yeah, big big round of applause for them. Yeah. And speaking of social medias, I know Footballs for Philippines is a great Instagram account that if anyone else has heard that and wants to send stuff, Footballs for Philippines is a great one. Or our boy in the uh, PNG Hunters, um, Matty Church. Church, loves getting that kind of donation and handing it to the right club. So so if you guys, are, if you've got a whole bunch of students, new students over Christmas and you don't know what to do with them or, or your other ones, we can definitely find places for them to go. 
Yeah, sounds good. So let us know, hit us up. And yeah, big, big thank you, Paul and Sarah, once again. Uh, T, we've got some good apps coming up as well. I've got uh, I've got an interview in the can with Collins Kweku Ophis. Now, you wouldn't have heard the name before. He's, uh, he's a young rugby league player from Ghana and, uh, you know, got, got banned from Rugby Union for playing rugby league, Ooh. doing a lot of great development things, played in the last Mia Championship, awesome chat. And I recorded it at the back end of 2020. We're going to release it next week. Um, can't wait to release that one. I've also confirmed uh, Ryan Forston from the South Florida Speed. They're the newest club in the USARL, so we're going to be speaking to him soon. Um, I've been chatting to Monty Gaddis from Cleveland Rugby League as well. And The Monty Gaddis. The Monty Gaddis. Wow, like, the- yeah, and he, we, we're just trying to get our, our timing right because like, it's r- really tough on the um, – it's like I've got to get up at midnight and he's got to be up at two in the, I don't know, it's a ridiculous like time zone difference mm. and he's got a new job and we've got to work that out. So we'll try and get Monty soon because they're doing some awesome stuff in Cleveland. And um, the other big one that I'm that I'm lining up, we're just trying to confirm a date, is Tony Collins from Rugby Reloaded Oof. as well. So pro- probably one of the most well-known rugby league historians. So the Tony Collins. The <laughs> Tony Collins. <laughs> wow. Speaking to the Carbs and yeah. the Big Tiger, the biggest tiger, the world-famous biggest tiger. Man. Yeah. Well, what have you been up to, man? Like, you be- I feel like the whole world is speaking about you and to you at the moment. Well, well Mike, can, I, can we talk about that maybe in our moments that mattered in 2020? <laughs> because <laughs> sure, I'll yeah, talk to them in the number eight. Listen, uh, is Monty Gaddis, was it the Cleveland Rugby League that I saw on Twitter um, making an excellent point about America and how in Australia, Rugby League is, is only played in a pocketed part of the country and in England it's only played in a pocketed part of the country so it's, it would be ridiculous to expect America to be playing it nationally immediately potentially I didn't see it if he did oh, but what a great point I'd never thought of it like yeah. that and um, and I loved it so if it wasn't Cleveland Rugby League it would have been a, one of those great Rugby League um, Twitter accounts that are for American Rugby League Twitter accounts so great point everything that's, there's so much movement and, and momentum happening in America it's so exciting and the fact that you had the South Florida reminded me there was another um, league that's just opened up. I thought, was it in Florida? Is that what that one's about? Yeah, so South Florida Speed, they're, I think they're club number six for the uh, the Southern Conference in the USARL. But yeah. There's a lot going on over there, and I think we'll touch on it. Um, we'll touch on it because this, oh, you've, kind of, you've kind of already mentioned it, T, but this episode is just going to be me and you shooting the shit, talking about the moments that mattered in 2020, uh, the hashtag Grow Rugby League moments. We do it at the end of every year, or the start of every year. Uh, we look back fondly and and see what what moments really sort of had a major impact on our sport internationally or globally or in terms of development. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some predictions and thoughts for 2021 as well. Things we might be looking forward to or hopeful of. So uh, buckle up because it's going to be a good chat and. It's been a tough one. Like, like I said, we reflect each year on the events that mattered, you know, the hashtag Grow Rugby League moments. And it's been a unique year of challenges. You know, very little has happened or very little footy has been played in most countries. A lot of like domestic competitions in Europe and South America and, and Asia and places like that. Like even here in Australia, like mm. there's been a lot that was on hold in 2020. And it's looking like, you know, in the UK, it's going to be starting off that way in 2021 as well. But it's been a very difficult year. A lot of international rugby league was was cancelled, you know, like um, Euros and and Oceania and USA and MIA and all that sort of thing. So a lot of cancellations. We only had one official male test and two official female rugby league international tests. So it, it was a tough year. So 
I was kind of like, when I started thinking about, you know, some of the moments that mattered, I thought, how the fuck are we going to come up with, <laughs> you know, six or seven? But we have, and there's probably more out there, like there's probably heaps more out there, but these are kind of the ones that kind of stood out most to us. And I thought maybe we'd go through them and maybe have a little chat about each of them and, you know, just see where the conversation takes us, mate. Excellent. I, I'm excited by it. Well, the first one for me, and these are in no particular order, because, like, you know, it's hard to hard to hard to do that. Yeah. Right? yeah. But the, the first one for me was the NRL and some worldwide exposure. You know, as the first competition from an English speaking nation mm. to recommence during lockdown, and a big special mention to the New Zealand Warriors who made some huge sacrifices, as we all know, to take part. But for me, like when the NRL started again, big man, like it was just huge, and I feel like you know people from all over sort of hearing about this great game of ours which was awesome yeah and i definitely saw that on the socials it's hard to really get a thermometer or a barometer of, of how other fan groups are really going but there was a lot of americans um who just uh, popped into my timeline through talking about rugby league and other people talking to them that i follow and and some really great characters and a lot of them because americans are so fantastic at at being fans of sport um, yeah. They just adopted a team and were all in on that team and were throwing heaps of bands around. It was it was great. It was really great to see them enjoy it. Whether or not they stick around forever, I don't know. But the, I just loved that we they got that taste that the, the NRL was able to take that opportunity and um, and we all kind of tried to constantly take something out of each really shit situation. And so that was just a fantastic uh, mirror of of like complete flip reflection of. We had that terrible time where we lost the NRL for a period of time, and then once they came back, here's all these little cute pieces of fruit that are growing from this from this new tree. So that was great. Before that was a terrible analogy, and it just reminded me that you said "buckle up." You told you told your audience to buckle up, and it's because you and I sit in our cars when we're recording. Sitting in our cars, that you think of things about buckling up or speeding on. Anyway, um, yeah, so, and maybe that's why I said speedometer that, yeah, instead of temperature. Anyway, uh, but Mate, I, I love that. I, I love agree, the NRL. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Like it was, it was cool to see. And like, look, there weren't millions of new fans automatically, no. but rugby league or the NRL brand in particular sort of hit the radar for a lot of people. And, and I still have like, there's still fans, particularly, particularly in North America, USA, and Canada, who reach out and speak to me regularly now on the DMs about this sport and asking questions, and they want to know more about it, about this Australian football mm. this premier rugby competition in the world and they want to know more about it and it's 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 actually really cool a lot of um i'm going to say a lot of like canadian fans of like the wolf pack who thought that yes this league was the shit they're like oh hold on a second there's this nrl competition as well which is like just wow you know so we got some recognition um and it was really good to see so i think that to me that was a great rugby league moment because you know people around the world realise that the sport exists, which, you know, it's it sounds weird to say to us, but it's true. So, and I love, yeah, that you, that was, I love that you gave the Warriors a shout-out as well because they, they really they did a lot for us and, and sacrificed, their families gave up a lot of time. And and, um, and while the entire world was, you know, in a real challenging period where lots of horrible things were happening to people at, almost at random, it would have been really scary to be away from your family, not knowing if one of your family members would also be put in a, in, into peril. So it was amazing that they would that they would leave and, and do that for us just so that they could play football and we could watch them. 
Hundred um, percent, man. Mm. I mean, you know it. Like if you were, if you had to spend time away from Littlest, you know, you you probably wouldn't. And, and so, like, it's just you think of it that way. It was a huge sacrifice. So they're doing it again. They're in Tamworth training at the moment for another season like that. Um, you know, Cavite Silktails are going to be doing it. The PNG Hunters are going to be doing it in Queensland Cup. Um, so, like, it's you know we're we're doing it again in twenty twenty one. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just yeah, big thank you, I guess, is like like we said at the start. Mate, um Let's talk about twenty twenty one. Can I tell you can I yeah. tell you one of my ones? So the twenty twenty one World Cup draw, do you remember when we when that happened, how incredible that was? Watching that how good was it? It was like 30, 40 million, 50 million billion people watching that live. Um yeah, fifty billion. You can fact at least it's accurate. Well, tell, yeah. I know you've got you've got a guy online who loves running at you, so let's just incite him with one of those fifty million. It's the highest grossing television show of all time. <laughs> live live stream. Prince Harry's involved, um because he was still a prince then. And we had uh who was that amazing dude who uh is such a character and he he plays for I think he plays for Tonga, he used to play for the Warriors. Oh, was it Connie Harrell? Connie Harrell, yeah, and he's there with his sandals talking to the, the prince. It was so fantastic. But then also, it was just so, so clean, so schmick, so professional, the way that they did the entire thing and all of the social media and, and media things afterwards. The fact that I was seeing it on Channel 7 News you know, a day or two later as well just shows how much of an impact that had because I don't think, outside of maybe the Soccer World Cup, not many other World Cups are getting their team draw onto Channel 7 News. So um, that was a fantastic thing to watch and just made me so excited about it. And that episode you and I did straight afterwards or not long afterwards where we were making a lot of predictions about what was going to happen in each pool and stuff. It was one of my favourite nights. It was one of my favourite episodes to record because I just felt so excited about what Russia was going to do and how far they were going to go um, and and how and the wheelchair football and all that stuff was just going to be so exciting. Um, and so that was just such a great moment. And it's still... Well, I think we'll talk later about the World Cup. There's still... Um, you know, some question marks around it, but that, we can't take away from how fantastic their live streaming and their, their whole World Cup draw was when they did it earlier this year. Well, it was awesome. And obviously it happened, I won't say pre-COVID because COVID existed, but it wasn't what we, it wasn't like the big deal that it is now. We didn't yeah. know it was going to get to what it was, but um, just the level of professionalism, we haven't seen it for a World Cup or for many sort of competitions of that level in our sport before. Mm. And the guy, and he, and the whole team. So John Dutton and the whole team, the commercial team, the whole team are behind that World Cup, even despite the challenges. Like, and we'll talk about, like you said later on, will it go ahead in twenty twenty one? We hope so. But they're doing all they can to make it happen. They've just kept continued on despite everything that has been happening. They're selling tickets. They've got the biggest sponsor uh, in the history of the World Cup as well for us with Kazoo. Like they're just making it happen despite everything, and I just like it's still. If it does happen at the end of the year, it's going to be the biggest World Cup we've seen for our sport. And I just like I kind of just think back and go, well, imagine they didn't have this interruption. But imagine, oh yeah, this man, COVID. Mm. Like I don't know, it's one of those things. But look, we'll talk about that more later on. But I agree with you, man. That that World Cup draw at Buckingham Palace, Prince Harry. I've never been a Prince Harry. I've never been a like I've never really cared about the royals too much but love prince harry now man like oh yeah really cool and that was definitely a moment that mattered man another one another one for me and it's probably obviously smaller scale than the world cup but it's just like goes to show how much our sport is growing and this one was a big one for me so the philippines became 
the first Asian nation to earn international rugby league membership status as an observer. It's a big deal for me because we know we've had we've had the guys from Filipino rugby league on the pod before. It's taken them years to sort of put together their membership and get things happening and really get their competition off the ground. And you mentioned, you know, the donations to Filipino rugby mm. league and things like that. Footies for Philippines. They've been working so hard. And this kind of like one of the positives that did come out of COVID is nations like the Philippines, their administration got to actually sit down and work on the administrative side. And I know other, other competitions and nations and clubs around the world have been able to do that as well. And the Philippines got to actually work out their mm-hmm. membership, get all their criteria, paper, paperwork in order. And we have our first Asian nation first. And, you know, Japan is on the way as well. So mm. the others will follow. And I've got to mention, I can't mention like International Rugby League membership without talking about Africa as well. The fastest growing rugby league region in the world, Cameroon, Ghana, Nigeria and Morocco, all earning membership as well this year. Um, and that region is just getting bigger and better than ever. And you know, 2021 is when it really all started happening. So for me, massive pro rugby league moment. Um, well, 2020 is when it happened. Sorry. Well, yeah, yeah. But the, uh, I mean, you and I love those fast growing ones. I'm glad you gave this African nation to shout out because we got a guy from Ghana. Oh, no, I think you already did the interview with a guy from Ghana, but they're they're so fast. Like they're they're one of my favourite African stories. Um, what's happening in Ghana but the I think Ray from the Philippines is a guy we had on such a beautiful bloke and um yeah that story is so fantastic but and also their whole Spanish rivalry like I really wanted to see that happen was it Spain oh, or yeah. Portugal no Spain yeah they had their, their friendship cup yeah. happen in 2020 that's you know another COVID casualty but it'll come know that's going to be happening eventually again yeah. as well yeah and let's let's stay on the rivalry vibe because one of my ones was there were two streaks that were broken in 2020. Finally, my uh, the in in Serbia, my partisan Belgrade finally beat Red Star Belgrade uh, in their first domestic uh, in in their first domestic real one. That was the first time I think in was it three years or four years? It's been four years Oof. since Red Star have lost a Serbian rugby league game. That's unreal. They obviously, lost against English clubs and things like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah partisan beating them was a big deal. And, and especially for all those people who had sandwich bets. I know it wasn't just me. I'm sure there are thousands of people out there listening <laughs> who are doing sandwich bets to their mates with Partizan and Belgrade, and we'll all be cheersing together. But the other one that happened um, was in the Greek domestic uh, league where Rhodes Knights, um, they lost their first domestic one to the Atticus Rhinos, and that competition is really becoming, you know, an interesting one as well. So we've got, obviously, England and, and parts of France, but we're seeing Spain wake up a bit, and we're definitely seeing Belgrade's obviously getting some competition in there and in and, and Serbia. And Greece is really lighting up. The, the women's league and the men's league is really becoming competitive, and that was fantastic in 2020. Yeah, it's just proof the competitions are getting better, right, yeah. across Europe. Like, So it's not just Red Star shellacking teams like in Serbia, for example. Like you said, they're really improving. They've got competition there, and um, it can only mean good things. It's good that we got to see... It's a shame we didn't get to see the full, like Greek rugby league had to sort of pause early in the year and hopefully they get back up soon. Serbia sort of had a lot of stop starts, but they, you know, they got there in the end. They had their final red star, took that out, of course, but, you know, they had some stop starts due to COVID. They'll be back hopefully in 2021 as well. But, you know, despite all that, good to see a lot of people keen to get back out there and hopefully, like, Greece, Greece for me, 
was an interesting one because they were going to have um, the Tirana side from Albania coming into their comp this ah. year. You've already mentioned all the women's things. I keep saying this year, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a lot going on there, and unfortunately it's been paused, but, you know, still happening, which is fantastic. Mate, um, another moment that mattered for me was uh, Origin. Right, so this origin <laughs> concept that we love in rugby league, we've got state of origin here in Australia. Well, in Samoan rugby league, they introduced their island of origin series, and in Fiji, they introduced their Fijian origin series. Love and, it. And it's just a concept. I love it because this origin concept is something we own, we understand. Yes. It means a lot to us. It's good to see some of these Pacific nations embracing it. It's a good chance for their best domestic players to shine. And for me, I don't know how you feel about it, big man, but. I just feel like concepts like this will continue to open up pathways because it op- it provides opportunities for the best rugby league, rugby players full stop in those nations to play more competitive rugby league and maybe get noticed by some NRL clubs or maybe even some Super League clubs and things like that. So I just think this whole origin concept, like let it continue to spread and it was great to see the Samoan origin and the Fijian origin happen in 2020. Because I think like just owning the word origin could also be a really great rugby league thing. And so Island of Origin, the fact that they didn't just say State of Origin, you know, in, in Samoa yeah. or State of Origin in Fiji, they tried to give it their own spin but kept the word Origin there. It was really smart branding. Um, and I think that'll happen in lots of different little, uh, in lots of different places they're trying to grow because it, it, it means something straight away. It, it not only means rugby league, but it also means a rep kind of vibe and an extra kind of level of intensity. And I think that was a really smart move um, and I hope other places do do it because it, it was great. I think so too, man. I've I've thought for a while that this the concept of origin is something we could do more with, and I'll, I'll let, we'll expand on that in an episode in the future. I think because I think there's potential there. But um, yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. What else have you got, man? What's another hashtag? Grow rugby league. Well, for you? I mean, I'll, I'll leave that. To, I think to the end. What about the big the big one that that was. Really exciting, but but you know caused a bit of political friction. But was still like we all hoped it happened. Unfortunately, COVID killed it. Or postponed it. I should say. It was a Euro 13 thing that was announced, and their their club competition, their social media was also excellent. Get announcing each of those teams, um, and and the idea about having cities all over the world where people were going to get uh, drafted from, and that whole thing was so exciting. And and having a European comp was just going to be yeah was, i was so excited to happen and, and it really a lot there was a lot of skepticism understandably because this kind of stuff looks like a rugby league thing and then sometimes it doesn't happen but it being postponed i think was probably a good thing for them financially and getting stuff organized and then hopefully once covid settles down a bit more in england and across europe they can they can get this started and, and it could be like a huge thing this could end up being a really big part of the rugby league landscape over the years well, whether you're for or against it, like, yeah, Euro 13s was a big story in 2020. Uh, I agree with you, man. And proof of that, I guess, is, like, the episode where we, where um, where the, the Euro 13s guys jumped on with myself and Nate Gladden yeah. to announce their plans, that was our most listened to podcast episode for 2020. 30 billion people live streamed. 30 billion people <laughs> listened to that episode. Yeah, not, not, it was, it was huge. Um, but yeah, like that, that just goes to show like how much interest there, there would be in, in a concept like that. Um, we're going to see, you know, they've postponed it till, um, 
till 2022 now, slightly expanded, they're saying. So we're going to watch that with interest in 2021 and see what comes from there and, and see what the RLEF do as well, because they've got their plans as well. So look, we're watching that with interest. We're hoping that everything goes well and the game continues to grow. But I think in terms of hashtag Grow Rugby League moments, Euro 13s has to be uh, one of the big ones for 2020. So yeah, that's a good good call, mate. Fantastic. And also, I know uh, I have some mates who are in who are, who are still trying to crack it there in the 19s, 20s, 21s. They're trying to crack it in, in Sydney Rugby League. But when I told them about that drafting in Brisbane, all seven of them, and they went together, all seven different guys said they'd go to Brisbane. If they, if, if they were really doing a drafting there, they would drive to Brisbane, they'd do that um, um, combine, and they'd work hard to try and do that. Because to play rugby league is one thing, but to also try and do something new in, in Europe would be um, really great. So, yeah, hopefully they can get it off the ground and it works well for them. Have you got one, sir? Yeah, another big one for me. This is my last one, mate. But um, this is one that we, we uh, helped announce as well. I think, mm. it was, I think it was the week after the Euro 13s episode. This was a, another big episode by Pacific Trez. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, they announced their intention to field a Queensland Cup side in 2024. So it's a few years away. But um, following on from the success of the PNG Hunters, this is a French Polynesian club uh, which would open up pathways for players in places like New Caledonia, Vanuatu, the Solomon Islands. And the other interesting thing for me is that they partnered up with French Rugby League as well, so it yeah. could even provide opportunities for, for talent in France yeah. to, to be able to move to a French-speaking region and m- work their way up to NRL through NRL pathways. I think it's absolutely massive. Um, very popular bid, um, very professional team behind it, and I just think for me, like, it's probably one of my favourite, like, behind-the-scenes stories. Like, it's not one that got as much press as, like, the Warriors, you know, making their huge sacrifices or the World Cup draw in Buckingham Palace. But that that Pacific Trez sort of formation, for me, I think it's fantastic and a little bit of romance behind it with the whole French aspect as well. So I thought that was incredible. And am I remembering right that those players were also going to be eligible to play for France? I think so, yeah. There's something there. I think, like, in particular, like I so said, New Caledonia is a, is a French region or something like that, so they mm-hmm. could play for France, I believe. I don't think Solomon Islands could. I'm not sure about Vanuatu. I, we need to need to read up on that. But yeah, there's definitely it would definitely help French rugby league in particular yeah. on a national side scale. So I think that's awesome. Now I've got my final uh, moments that mattered in 2020, and it was yeah. it was me becoming the number one ticket holder for the for my Parama Tigers. And uh, and not just that because obviously that was that was great, and to be invited to do that. Um, uh, was was deeply humbling and 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 obviously I took that opportunity, but then also I told my my Bowman Tiger and West Tigers community through my little channel, channels that there was an opportunity to support them through Patreon, and so many people immediately said yeah, yeah sure I'd, I'd love to support another Tigers team anywhere in the world and when and also um, once I told them the story behind it and how it's, that that region is quite similar to old Bowman in the in the fifties sixties yeah, and seventies yeah. yeah. Um, and how you know it's kind of them trying to come out of their their state that they're in, and they, and they do that through through their love of rugby league. There was just so few people that just weren't completely taken up by that story, and so lots of people jumped on that Patreon and, and tried to get to to behind them. And I just I just can't love them enough. They're such a bunch of little battlers. They're so great on the socials as well. They've got an Instagram account 
and you, and they're constantly doing great things like donating blood and um, and things like that as a team, just doing community stuff. They can't. They're in big lockdowns at the moment in Greece again. They've just extended theirs for a bit longer, so they're having trouble actually training um, or, or playing. But they're still staying together as a team and as a community. And and you'll see that if you if you become one of the Patreon members, you get a you get a Patreon thing, not each week. I actually don't know how often it is. I think it kind of changes a bit, but um, depending on really when when we have news. But it's it's just such a great thing to be a part of. And George, to be honest, is putting out some great information as often as he can about where what's happening through the Patreon thing. So he's a great bloke. He, he's obviously doing heaps for rugby league um, in every way that he can as well. And so he, he's a driving force behind that. He was recently on a podcast as well, talking about Greek rugby league and, and He's just such a passionate dude. So anything to also help him in all of his endeavours was something that I was more than happy to help with. So that was one of my moments that mattered. Uh, did you hear much about it, Cubs? Did someone incessantly tell you about how excited they were? Or Man, yeah. everyone's, everyone in Greece is excited. <laughs> I think the, the president of Greece said despite the COVID lockdowns, they're just happy that Big T is the number one supporter of the Parama Tigers. Um, and, and they even jumped on in Serbia as well because once once the Dorkulti Grove found out that you were their number one supporter of the Tigers in Parama in Greece, they they unofficially announced that you're their number one supporter as well. That's not so unofficial. Like just, that's a, that's official is that as official? well. Because is I, that official as well? Yeah, that's official as well. I can I can put that out there because um, the, those legends in, in Serbia, they put out some posts about, about what they're up to. And so I immediately di- direct message them saying, hi, guys, how can I help? Um, you're the man. Big fan. Well, you know, is there a membership? Is there... Where can I? What can I do to help you? And they um, and they were saying that they showed the team the next the next time they're all together and like here we go here's our first fan and it's our it's our biggest fan so <laughs> um, so I've been talking to them about how I can financially and spiritually and and whateverly help and um, and I've, at the moment that we're coming up with lots of great little plans so yeah the Pram and and Dokor, Dokor are, are my uh, my two things that I, well, I'm going to get to more about what's happening in 2021, but they were definitely the well, moments gonna, that mattered because because I slipped in the um I slipped in the the Tigrovia the, in December, so that happened in 2020. That so yeah, that's all moments that mattered make, for me. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut to a quick break from our sponsors before we get into the predictions for 2021 and the talk of what we can expect from the year. But I just my really early prediction is we're going to see a lot of new clubs around the world calling themselves the Tigers just so they can get that support. <laughs> From Big T, yeah. like I could see it already, like a club in the Philippines, like the Manila Tigers, like yeah. coming up and like asking you for for help and support. They can do it. such a great job. You can do it, India Rugby League. You're going to come up. We're going to talk about you soon, India Rugby League. I had a look. There's four teams that you don't have any mascots yet. Chuck a tiger on their India Rugby League, and you got me. You got your biggest fan. This is why we're not getting any dragons uh, out there. No new dragons. I'll need a third job, now. but that's okay. There's Mate. there's plenty of time for that. That's right. Job number one, feed the family. Job number two, get little as Tiger through university. And job, that's job his problem. Three, that's not my problem. Supply. This is in America. <laughs> little as- all, right. all right. Well, let's get a word in from Matt Haynes Sport, our, our sponsor for the year. And, um, and then we'll come back and talk about the Parenting. year that will be. You're listening to Chasing Kangaroos, the podcast for international rugby league fans. 
right, guys. Big thank you to our sponsor, Matt Haynes Sport. Uh, MattHaynesSport.com. You all know him. You've all heard about him. Big T, you love him, mate. I think he's going to design some uh, Big T Tiger <laughs> logos for all the new clubs, all the new Tigers clubs around the world, mate. Uh, and he's a big, big supporter of our show. You have um, to know. So we want to. You have to know him, you, you have, have to, to love him because because all of our show covers now are so schmick. Before they were just they? they were you trawling through other people's social media trying to find a great image, which you did a very good job of, mind you. Thank you, sir. But he um he's really taken that to another level because he has such a great eye for detail, such a great way of structuring and colouring an image, way better than anything, you know, even someone like in, in an entry level kind of design thing with looks at that and goes, Okay, I can see what the guy's doing there because he's so good. He's so talented. Um, and I, I kind of wish I had a team that needed his help so that I could get into his process and, and just watch him work. Well, if you're a team that does need his help, MattHaynesSports.com. He does branding, jersey design. He also produces uh, jerseys and kits as well. And if you're keen for a new kit for your club, whether you're a, new, you're a nation, whether you're a club, developing nation, a, a junior club in Australia, touch football team, an OzTag team, whatever, hit up matthainsports.com.au uh, and mention that you're a kangaroo chaser for 10% off your kid production quote. Uh, make sure you mention you're a kangaroo chaser. He is one as well. He'll look after you. And, yeah, Matty Haynes, one of the big reasons why uh, chasing kangaroos is looking more professional in 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got more big news coming up. So keep an eye out and an ear out for all of that as well. So check out mattyhainesports.com.au. Well, mate, that was 2020 wrapped up, mm-hmm. mate, and, like, I'm glad it's over um, <laughs> because fucking hell. But not much has changed in 2021, hey. Like, there's still, like, uh, you know, oh, man, still exists. I remember when we had that excellent chat with the Rugby League Digest guys and you were saying oh, that... Yeah, and yeah. you were saying that everyone's pretending that everything changes when 2020 is over and we start with 2021. And I realized that that's exactly what I was doing. Um, and so, yeah, 2021 looked pretty much exactly like 2020. But things can happen. Things will change. And so I'd love to make some um, predictions and scenarios. Can we first talk about the World Cup? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, let's let's talk about the World Cup. Yeah, look, I I think, in short, I think it is going to happen, right? And it's it's it's... It's really like it's the one question that everyone keeps asking. And every time COVID gets a little bit worse, gets a little bit better, gets a little bit worse, then the question pops up. And we've heard all sorts of things and all sorts of possible scenarios. The, the official word from John Dutton in the team, which he told, told us directly, was that they're doing all they can. They are moving forward as if it's going along. They prefer for it to happen, whether there are crowds or not. They prefer for it to happen this year, 2021. We're in a World Cup year and uh, it's going ahead. But the question keeps popping up. And in the last few days, we've seen, I don't know, if you're following the news, you've seen, you know, UK go into, or parts of the UK go into like stage five lockdown, which I didn't even know there was a stage five. That's how, how silly I am. But um, th- it's it's getting worse and people are starting to ask questions again. Will the World Cup happen? And um, I don't know. What do you think, man? Do you think it's, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't, uh, I mean, I'm perpetually thinking yes. So um, until I'm told no, I will also just assume yes. And that they just get a Volandis over there and he just tells them how it's going to work and they make it happen. Um, people getting bubbles and things like that. I mean, your point you made off air about the NRL, um, players 
being a bit funny about going over and bubbling and things like that is yeah. probably a good one. How how many Australian and Fiji and and all these other different places on the southern hemisphere that maybe aren't grappling with such bad numbers, how many of them actually want to travel over there and put themselves at risk to then come back and put other people with their family at risk? I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know people love representing their country and that this is an important thing, but we've we've seen a lot of things cancelled. And so I wouldn't be surprised. It, it probably gives people a culture or, or a mentality of, I don't have to go and I might not go. And so I am worried yeah. that even if they can blandies it to a point where it happens, that there are a lot of people yeah. like, you know, um, Kaylin Tonger and James Tedesco and a bunch of people that you really want to see competing who just say I can't go and then and then it just it has an asterisk forever, which you know, which would also be a real shame. Well, I think yeah, it, you, what you're kind of saying, I think, is we just we can't really answer that question right now, uh, c- confidently anyway. There's a few scenarios, so I had a di- I did have a think about it. There are some possible scenarios, and I'll, I'll go through them with you, big man, um, but. Scenario number one is it happens and it's the greatest World Cup we've ever seen. And I think, like, whether it happens with or without crowds, it will be one of the greatest. Like, the team have done a fantastic job. Um, it's huge. There's a Women's World Cup. There's the, the Wheelchair World Cup as well, all attached to it. It's going to be a great event, whether we're watching it on TV or there's people in the stands. And I think scenario one, number one, it happens and it's the greatest. Scenario number two, I think this is if things continue on as they are, I think this is what is like more likely to happen than it being delayed. So scenario number two is it happens without crowds or with limited crowds. They're really pushing for that, whether like, because the, another scenario is it's delayed to 2022. Um, and I just, I from what we've heard from John Dutton and the team, I, I, I feel like delaying to 2022 is not an option. Right. You know, they've got Euros, they've got soccer over there. There's big, big tournaments happening soccer-wise. Um, I sound like a... <laughs> so, I've got no idea. Uh, we've got, they've got Euros over there. And um, I just don't think they want to postpone to 2022. I think they would prefer to have it with minimum crowds or without crowds even. Um, in 2021, then po- then delay it to 2022. Mm. So that's the other scenario, delaying to 2022. I think I don't think that will happen, but I hear more. I could be completely wrong. I hear more and more people saying it will happen. I just can't see that. Um, the other scenario is um, NRL players pull out, which you touched on, big guy. Like I, I can see the NRL saying, or the players association, yeah. the NRL players association saying, look, we can't. It's just not. It's doesn't. It's not doesn't work. Like we can't get our players over there bubbling, and it's just a risk to their health. Yeah, I could maybe see that happening. I think that's the biggest risk. I think. Um, and if that happened, what would that mean? Like, would we see a Pacific tournament happening over here? Would we be able to mm-hmm. see some sort of European tournament happening over there? And it culminates in winners playing off in twenty twenty two somewhere. Mm. I don't know, but you know that's. That's a small possibility, I think. And the other one is, the final one is that it doesn't happen in 2021 and it gets delayed till the next World Cup cycle. Yeah. So the, the, the UK World Cup ends up happening in 2025, which we're expecting an announcement on, you know, its location this year. Um, that could be a possibility as well. So I don't know, man, I've thrown out a shitload of scenarios there, but 
my mind's just going crazy thinking about all this stuff. Yeah, I think probably I'd prefer make it happen, no no crowds, um, or delay it to 2025. I don't think 2022 is a good idea, and I don't think zero NRL and, and a split comp's really that effective either. I think all of that will just equal asterisks and people not feeling like it really happened. And Yeah. If I was making a sand, if I was having placing a sandwich bet on this, I'd say it happens without full crowds. Mm. I, I would say that's what's going to happen in twenty twenty one. That's what. Well, that's what I want to happen. Well, I mean, really, what I want to happen is that it does happen normally, obviously. But, but yeah, COVID affected. Yeah, no crowds. Be well, right. that's the big one. World Cup has been the big question. A lot of people asking us that. So, hopefully, that's helped shed some light. And <laughs> I, I guess we don't know, right? We'll find out very, very soon. Um, what about? Mate, do you want to make? Are we bold enough to make some predictions? NRL predictions, Super League predictions, other tor- other competitions. Like, what, what do you? What are some of your bold predictions for twenty twenty one? Look, I'd rather do an NRL and Super League one predictions, like where we have like an, an entire app and we get someone really smart, like Mary Kay, back on, and we do a great yeah. We do an episode with smarter people, but I just feel like if we do anything now, I'm going to do is say West Tigers win, you know, Premiership and undefeated, um, which would be great. Outside of that, I would love to see my um, Tigers win the PNG, the 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 um, the yeah. late Tigers coming back. The late Tigers, but what's the what's that great competition called? That I can't remember the name of. The Digicel Cup. Yeah, Digicel Cup. How could I forget? One of my favorite. That was another great thing in twenty twenty. Was us hearing that every week. Uh, so I'd love to see late Tigers come back with a vengeance. That's probably. I don't know how bold that is. They're, they're like the Melbourne Storm of. Of uh, oh, be bad. Uh, did you sell? But but I would I just want to see them, you know, really destroy some teams, and and take no mercy because I think they were destroying teams at the beginning of the season and then they petered off a bit. So I just like to see them keep that up and just actually nail everyone for an entire year. And then we see some of those players come over to um, the West Tigers in the NRL in 2022. <laughs> well, the the West Tigers, you know, I did hear from. Did, did, it was Matt Church. Church who told us. Yeah. yeah. So Eden Gebby is back with the Tigers. Yeah. Eden Gebby, of course, from Train and Trial. And, yeah. So Train and Trial. So that could make you could be slowly getting your wish there. For me, like, I'm not bold. I'm not bold enough to say or predict who's going to win the NRL or the Super League. Like, I, I can't say that at this stage. I'd love, like you, man, with the Tigers, I'd love it to be the Dragons, but I just, I actually can't see that happening. I'm a realist, mate. But um, I'm going to go all out expansion. Like, I'd love to see the Warriors doing well. I'd love to see Kaviti, Silktails doing well in Ron Massey. I want to see the Hunters do well in Queensland Cup. Mm. Over in Super League, I want to see Catalan. I want to see Catalan do something special uh, again, you know, over there. So I just want to, I want a great year for expansion. I want, you know, I want expansion to be on the table again for the NRL. We heard a lot about Brisbane too in 2020. I want to see expansion happening or, or spoken about or something solidified, a plan in place. I'd love to see that. And it would be interesting to see the whole, if the NRL potentially buying a piece of Super League discussion continues in 2021. I think that would be very interesting too. So, yeah, it's um could be some exciting times for for expansion and things like that. Well, there were less. The year. They weren't really predictions. They were more stories or areas that you're super keen or, or or trying to watch really closely. And I um I love those. The other ones I want to chuck a, I want to chuck on to that would be yeah. the North Sydney Bears because they had yeah. a great their their women's team last year and their Harvey Normal Women's Cup uh, and their Tasha the Tasha Gale teams were fantastic. Um, we had a great chat with them. Jason Taylor seems to be doing a fantastic job. 
with those people and I'd love to see how they fit in with the NRL landscape in the next couple of years and their expansion thing. So I really hope the Bears continue to do great things in Sydney but then also get their, um, you know, that they find their footing in whatever professional level that they can. And speaking of women's team, our West, my West Tigers, um, Harvey Norman team was also fantastic last year, um, headed by Vitelli Vete Walsh. And so she had a great um, New South Wales game as well. So I'm really hoping that they can build on that um, because that Harvey Norman women's team, New South Wales Cup, women's comp was so good in 2020 despite all of the stitch-ups. They still had a great season. And so yeah. I'm really hoping that that gets really bigger in, in 2021. And, and I know that the women's comp and the, NRL, the WNRL won't expand from four teams in 2021. I think, I think I already read that that won't happen. But you can just see the women's game is snowballing so well and not at a crazy speed but just a perfect speed of interest new talent old talent still remaining skills are constantly getting better um queensland and new south wales both have underpinning leagues that are trickling up into a professional league it's just going so so well and, and so i'm excited to see the west Tigers do really well in that and i'm really hoping that they get promoted eventually and that they also are one of the teams in the nrlw um in 2023 or whenever they're going to start putting new ones in I think um, when that does happen, we might go off tangent here, man, but when the NRLW does expand, I think there's room for an, one more Sydney team, and I think that it comes from Sydney's West. Yeah. So I think the Tigers are a big chance. Or Penrith, I get it. Or Parramatta, I get it if they did any of those ones. Yeah, I think I just think West Tigers, like, if you're looking at a clean slate, which we can to a degree with the women's competition – like, why wouldn't you have a team that represents the West, the whole West as opposed to the suburbs of Parramatta or Penrith or, or what have you? And Like, I just, I don't know, it just makes sense to me, man. So I hope you get your wish. Are, are there any stories f- that you're keeping a very close eye on internationally yep. or any areas in particular internationally that you're watching closely or hoping to see a lot from uh, in 2021? So obviously my is, um did, did exceptionally well last year. They they won some medals. So they won some silverware. So I'm really hoping to see if Serbia can get um, some more things happening that the Tigrovas do well. And obviously, I want my Parama Tigers to to not only train but actually get some games going because those guys are so hungry. And um, I know that they're they're due to to finally get on the the field and and put all of the practice and hard work into something. But also my Bedford Tigers. You remember our friend Rob Ashton oh, yeah. from our great call one. Bedford Tigers, what a champion! Yeah, massive legend. He um he organised two games. I think the Bedford Tigers got done just before they went back in the lockdown, and so that was the first couple of games that they've been able to play for for a long time. And so that was so great to see them. I think they won both of them. And if they didn't, Rob, don't worry, mate. Um, we just officially said on record that they did. So congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah. So I really hope to see the Bedford Tigers also do well. Um, because that that grassroots level of of English rugby league is so important, just like it is here, um, to not get overlooked because obviously Australia and England are the the cornerstones of rugby league for the entire world, and so we really want those those league levels, that league level, to to still get a lot of recognition and love and appreciation because they, you know, they're, they're real fans as well. The fact that you can love rugby league and then also go and put your body out on the field, you can't hide anyone on a rugby league field, so. A lot of respect for those people, and so we have both the Tigers not just get on the field, but also get some more wins in 2021. I'll be watching closely for that. Also, India Rugby League. Like I saw that that was probably through your socials that India India Rugby League's getting its 
into gear. And so I'm in a car, so of course I'm used to an analogy about getting into gear. And I really hope that they have a Tigers team so that I have someone that I can wholeheartedly support. But in the rugby league, if, if you can't find a Tiger, um, I think there are Tigers that are that are native to the subcontinent. So oh, Bengal, 100%. yeah, Bengal Tigers. Or so surely there's going to be a Tiger team in there. But if not, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy for for an Indian rugby league fan to, to tell me who I should go for, and, I, and I'll nominate someone and I'll try and consider it if there's no Tiger team. Uh, so they're the they're the they're the areas and stories that I'm really looking forward to seeing flourish in 2021 outside of the normal NRL Super League international football. Yeah, awesome, man. What about awesome. you? For me, for me, I um like I, I when people ask me questions like this, I often overlook the obvious. Like so, the obvious for me, like in terms of areas that I'm watching closely and excited to see a lot happen in, is obviously the Pacific, right? The islands, so. I think Fiji, like they've got their women's comp, their women's NRL comp, uh, NRLW or whatever, their version of the NRLW, I should say, um, is starting. Kaviti Silktails, I think we're going to see so much talent coming through. I think they're going to have a good World Cup. Um, I just think like, yeah, PNG, Samoa, Tonga, like the Pacific is just starting to wake up and they've had a pause because of COVID, but man rugby league has a bright future in the pacific so i don't want to overlook them i'm watching them closely and i'm cheering all of those guys and girls on yeah very hard uh the other one is obviously africa like so much going on there i speak to the guys from ghana speak to the guys and girls from nigeria yeah um, like just there's there's a lot happening there and you know they're not as developed as the pacific but like there's some talent there man and, and they're hungry I'm watching them very closely they're hungry mm. I, i'm watching that closely because I just think it makes a lot of sense. And I've been thinking about all this talent that, like, where does it all go? And one kind of thought or wish that I had, because we're seeing the Silk Tales come through, Ron Massey and PNG Hunter, and we hear about Pacific Trez in Queensland Cup, like all this stuff, like the, these pathways opening up for these areas where there is some some huge rugby league talent and potential talent. I'd like to see more of that, man. And I, I think 2021, I'd love to see... I don't know, you've touched on this before, Big T, but I, I can see like, I could see a club, right? I don't know if this is being spoken about or not, but I can just see something happening in 2021, 2022, maybe where a club is formed, which their whole purpose is, it's like a big combine where they just find talent and players from all over the place and they come together and they open up a pathway from Ron Massey, New South Wales, Queensland, whatever, and just find guys from guys and girls from the Pacific or from Africa or from North America and, and bring them over and, and get them playing rugby league. I can see something like that happening. And that might sound like a big, audacious, crazy sort of scheme. People probably think I'm insane, but I think something like that could happen. So I think that would be really cool. Um, that's a wish of mine for the year anyway. Mm. There's one other area that I'm watching really closely, um, and I think we're going to see we're going to see some interesting stories here soon. It's North America, obviously, right? We yeah, yeah. About it. Any expansionist talks about it, but you know we've had obviously USARL was on hold. California Rugby League have had their challenges, but they're doing things. And there's new clubs. There's you know Sacramento doing good things, and there's um, new clubs like. Uh, West Palo Alto um, Razorbacks that are that are kicking off, and there's a lot going on in Cali. We've spoken about, and there's just all these clubs popping up. So Cleveland Rugby League, 
Uh, the new club in South Florida has popped up in the USARL. Um, our friends from from New England, the um, oh, yeah. City Royals. Uh, Women's Rugby League is doing great things. Obviously, Toronto Wolfpack, like that's the neg- the one of the big negatives of 2020. And but I just think seeds have been planted in Canada as well. Like there's there's potential there. Um, and I just think we're gonna. I'm watching as excitedly and as closely as ever to North America, USA, and Canada in particular, because um, I just think 2021 shit's about to go down, and it's all gonna come together. And maybe I'm just getting way too excited. But um, you know, you know how you set you, everyone sets their goals for, yeah, for yeah. the new year, and then you know by February it's like I stop going to the gym and I'm <laughs> eating chocolate every night. This is me just being really excited for for the new year, but hopefully, mate, hopefully we get to see some of this stuff happening and panning out. I love Kelly's um, California Rugby League social media as well. They may have been the ones who made the uh, the comment before that. So it was Cleveland, um, yeah. But they're they yeah. There's so much happening in North America. I'm really glad you brought that up because that's definitely an area I'm constantly thinking about and, and hoping happens. And I also might start each episode this year with um, respect to. The Toronto Wolfpack because I don't want I don't want us to forget it and I don't want us to nec- yeah. and forget also the horribleness that just happened for them to to just disappear because they just did so much yeah. for us to grow the rugby league in North America and in, and and really around the world and so I'm going to try and remember uh, every time I say hi to, to say respect um, to the Toronto Wolfpack because I want to give them at least one entire year where they're not playing but we um you know we they're in our minds for all of the amazing work they did for us. Man, the seeds have been planted. And for I know sure. we have we have a lot of listeners who are who are rugby league fans because of Toronto, because of the Wolfpack, and they're still there. Some great people there on the ground. And I've said this before, but things are harder for them now to grow the game, but they're there. The, the flame, the spark, it's there. Yep. And um, I think there's still potential for our sport in North America. I, I, I don't know if I've said this publicly before, but... Um, 11% of our listeners come from North America, USA, and Canada. Yeah, wow. Which is huge. Mm. Like it's, our th- it's our third biggest market. Like, mm. it's huge. So, thank you guys for listening. I know it's been a tough one, but, yeah, it's – it's the, the flame is there, and it's because of you guys. So, keep it up. Um, while we're at it, a big thank you to all the kangaroo chasers, like, who listen to us every week. We're a couple of days late with this episode, and – I've been inundated with people asking me where it is and what's going on. And look, it's 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 Christmas, guys. It's New Year, so we've we've been we've been, we've been a little bit slack, I know, for this one. But it's just great to hear from you guys. And I know we've got such a great, such a wonderful community around the world um, who listen in and and are with us week to week and really want to be there and and watch the game grow and help the game grow as well, which is fucking amazing. So. Mm. To all the kangaroo chasers listening, like just a big thank you because I know I speak on your behalf, Big T. No, no, I'm glad you are. We, yeah, we love doing this. We love doing this every week and like hearing from you guys um, and speaking to you guys and just the passion that you all have for our great game. It just makes it even better for us. So thank you for for listening in 2020, and uh, we're looking forward to a massive uh, 2021 for for chasing kangaroos for the podcast and the brand as well. So. We've got some exciting things coming up and um, we'll, we'll share that in due time. So it's great stuff. Yeah, that's, I mean, you told me before we started recording, I'm super excited, but I'll be patient and let you tell everyone when you're ready. <laughs> All right. Well, mate, 
I think that's everything from me. Is there anything we've missed, Big T? Is there anything else uh, you're looking forward to or excited about or want to predict? No, I think you've, you've nailed it. And I think we'll have more and more predictions and wishes as, as the year unfolds. But um, I'm also now, after just spending an hour and a half talking about rugby league, I really wanted to start. So thanks for that, Cubs. That was, that was great. It was re- just like getting into a cold shower and now ready to go for the day. Where's my rugby league? Love it, mate. We'll bring it back. And we'll be back next week, guys, with a great chat coming from Ghana. Uh, Big T, it's been awesome chatting to you as always, man. Love chatting to you. I missed you over the last couple of weeks (laughs) it's always great and um yeah thanks for chasing kangaroos with me as always bud yeah and to you sir it's just been a pleasure the uh darren center of excellence is all fogged up from my um heat inside the car (laughs) which means it must be time to go Chasing Kangaroos is brought to you by Matt Haynes Sport. We are mixed and produced by Paul Murchison. Our theme music is written and recorded by Ash Barco and Ricky Cancino. Podcast is hosted by me, Michael Carboni, and The Biggest Tiger. These are our own. Listener.